Welcome back to Look Who's Talking. We got a big week to talk to you about. The Steelers should have won that game, but it was in the third quarter. I'll get to that later. We got fantasy. We got sorry. We got picks. We got weird Mike, who's weirdly hot. Are you ready for the playoffs? Playoffs? Let's go. Freestyle. Welcome back to Look Who's Talking. Thanks for joining us again. I'm your host, Jeff Hewlett. I'm here, as always, with Weird Mike and the voice of God, the Lord himself, Brent Waits. How you doing, Father? I am fantastic, Jeff. Uh, perfect. You know, Feel great. That, that's good. That's Pats good. have the number one seed. It's, life's good. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> um, Weird, Mi- Weird Mike, how you doing, bud? It's all good in the hood, baby. Heat check, running hot. Great weekend. (laughs) J-A-X. Say it again. Uh, For all you listeners, listen to us last week. Weird Mike's weird pick was Jacksonville Jaguars by a pretty big spread of 10.5, which they destroyed. Um, Because Houston doesn't have a quarterback, Thomas Jefferson Yates didn't exactly show up. And pretty much that whole team's kind of quit. They're... uh, uh, you know, they got bigger problems in Houston. It's time to, like, you know, fix the neighborhood and uh, all concentrate on next season. All about that alt line. <laughs> Alternate line. For Hit those. it hard. Weird pick rolling. Going to get to 500 later in the show. Uh, in the Christmas spirit. What about you guys? Again, Weird Mike's been picking weirdly good pretty much all season, except his uh, on-air picks have not been as good. We only give him one pick, uh, mostly because of his stretching. If we gave him two picks, his ego would explode. And catching up, though. Catching up on the on-air picks. Yeah, if he ever wants to make two, that's cool. Uh, and again, our, our fantasy expert, the Lord himself, uh, has been picking great defenses to play against and fantasy, which translate to pretty good spread picks. So we're going to encourage you to pick a little bit more as this show goes on. For all of you who've been listening, look who's talkers. You guys, farm and rock, all right? Remember to rate, review, subscribe if you haven't already. Again, it's Christmas. Steal your uncle's phone. Subscribe on their phone. Don't even tell them. It doesn't matter. You know what? You're doing them a favor. Merry Christmas from Look Who's Talking. We're now on your phone at least once a week. And uh, come playoffs, we might do a playoff special of a big bonus uh, special for you. For all you Look Who's Talkers, what a game on Sunday afternoon that Tony Romo and Jim Nance called on CBS Pittsburgh versus New England. We picked Pittsburgh on this show, and again, we look, we described this as a good value bet because with two excellent teams like this, regardless of their record, again, Tom Brady's beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 10 of the last 12 times, which the voice of God has reminded me about. 11. 11 now of the last 13. Uh, I believed, as what I think is a sharp better, this is one of those times, let's say the Pats beat the Steelers 10, 8 out of 10 times with, uh, with the weapons that Pittsburgh, that Pittsburgh put on the field. I believe this is one of those times they were going to beat him. And uh, you know what? Barring a couple of unfortunate breaks, it was right. We're going to get to that later. What a game, though. When the two best teams in the league show up and play a game like that, that is why it's beautiful. Uh, J-A-X is now in the field to get the bye. Uh, I said they'd go undefeated, Weird Mike. They're one game back of Pitt, but they have the head-to-head. Uh, Pittsburgh's got a cupcake down the stretch at Houston, home to Cleveland. So you figure that uh, they'd sweep. But, you know, they're an emotional team coming off an emotional stretch with the Bengals, Ravens, Patriots. They're three biggest rivals in a row. That's a tough loss, too. And that's the toughest of losses. Now no Brown. They go on the road on a short week on Christmas. You know, I don't know. They win the game, it'll be ugly. That's Pittsburgh for you. Jags can steal it. You're right. I see but, the, but Jags, I, we said this four weeks ago. They <laughs> had a cupcake schedule, and it's getting down to this van game. Oh, my God. That we'll, we'll talk about later. Um, San Francisco versus Jacksonville. I said five weeks ago, Jacksonville's going to run the table. Uh, and, he, and Weird Mike said that Jimmy Garoppolo, before he was starting... Before he was starting. That would get in the way of that. We'll get to that a bit later, because I don't really want his van. He doesn't really want to give it to me, but we'll come up with something good. Uh, our gold pick didn't come through, but the Falcons won the game. Our truth of the week last week was the Falcons, if they make the playoffs, they will be the NFC representative uh, in, in the Super Bowl. Oh, man, it's exciting times in the NFL. Yo, how's your weekend, boys? Everything good before we get into the heat of things? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
uh, yeah, Christmas right around the corner. Watched uh, a couple movies over the weekend. Home Alone every year. Have to every year. Christmas Vacation. Absolute. Movie. I was watching. I was watching Home Alone. I don't. I think it was last week, but it just maybe like an hour of it. But Kevin would be charged some serious crimes for some of the stuff he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't blow torch a dude's hair. I mean, I guess maybe if he's invading your home. Either way, you should probably avoid that. Yeah, movie would not get made today. He would be in a, a child asylum um, you know, with padded walls. Home Alone 2, uh, he throws a lot of bricks off the, the, the apartment there. All young, those bricks would have killed... Young sociopath Marv, on the loose. Marv, Marv isn't living through any of those bricks. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a great video on YouTube. It's got like the honest trailer of Home Alone. Really? And they just rip it apart. Is it like a horror film? Well, it's, they're like, yeah, this young psychotic child is tormenting <laughs> local burglars. And it's, it's awesome. Check it out if you haven't seen it. Oh, man. Uh, also, Scrooge. Have you ever seen Scrooge, Bill Murray? Never seen it. Voice of God, man. It's, Love I, Bill Murray. It's, it's a bit of an oldie, but it's a goodie. It's Scrooge, the story of Scrooge, but told through like a, a Bill Murray as a network executive. Picture how funny that is. Uh, it's amazing. Scrooge, thank me later. All right. It's the best Christmas movie of all time. Uh, I don't know. You guys did any Christmas shopping? Of course I haven't yet. Did it all on Amazon. Second year in a row. All on Amazon? Yep. It was great. Huck Media is also a big promoter of Amazon. Weird Mike, Christmas shopping. Uh, yeah, I actually hit it for the first time. I'm kind of a one-and-done Xmas shopper. Got it down to uh, a one-day routine. Of course. Look, some people make it seem like it's like a month-long thing, like it's an ISU in university. Real. Okay? Go to the mall for half a day. That's what I did. You got it, all right? Malls are pretty good like that. Barber one-stop shop for... Pretty much everything. I got an annual tradition. I always get myself the first gift. <laughs> Kickstart the party. That's uh, the most selfish Christmas <laughs> tradition I've ever heard, but I love it. Continue. I'll give you a chance on this one. What? Hey, uh, it kickstarts the spending flow. What like you- if I spend 80 bucks on me, you know, now <laughs> I could spend 60 bucks on Y. What do you... What do you, you know, just kickstart what do you, the party? What do you generally get yourself? Every year it's different. <laughs> this year I got a do shirt. You, do you drop hints to yourself? <laughs> no, I just this year I actually wore it out. It's funny it's it's funny you mentioned that. Yeah. Uh I wore it out this year. I bought a shirt at Armani Exchange and I was like, fire it. Let's roll out with it. Yeah, fire it. And I had uh something that wasn't accustomed to the shirt, so she left it there. Uh, I left uh, my my gear that I was wearing at the store that I bought the shirt at. At a moment with the uh, sales lady, she took my gear, so I was free shopping. I was free of my coat, my keys. <laughs> she just checked it, and it was amazing. Did you take your shoes off uh, to try the shirt on? No. <laughs> All uh, right. Anyway, uh, yeah, just walking around with my own Christmas present. Bought all my gifts, like you said. Handle your biz. Yeah. And uh, had some Cinnabon. Got hollered at. Solid afternoon. What, wait, wait, wait. You yada yada. What, what was that at the end there? <laughs> you got hollered at? I got hollered at. <laughs> Explain for a second, please. By security? <laughs> uh, after my shopping was done, annual tradition again, get some Cinnabon. Absolutely. Medium chocolate milk, center of the roll. Grab some pine. Let the bags roll. And uh, some girl walked up. She's like, cool shirt. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I just bought it. She's like, I like it. She sat down with her friend. Had a good time. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, good, clean fun. Just, bro. I got hollered at. That's hey, it. Got, all right. Uh, they sat the next bes- beside me. You kind of, yeah, like, gangstered that. Like, what were the actual words being said? Like, There was no yada yada. Hey, nice shirt. Like, did you just buy that because the tag's still on? And can I have some of your Cinnabon? I'm hungry. Or? No, they got uh, their own. <laughs> Extra frosting, actually. There you go. Wear the shirt out of the store. Get hollered at like Weird Mike. Bold move. Never done that. Used to do that with shoes all the time as a kid, but never done it with a shirt. Interesting. Oh, always with shoes. Like. 
I, I'm buying shoes because I need them, bro. It gave me a little confidence for the shop. It was nice. Well said. Not bad. Might have to try that one. Um, yeah. If you're one of the Cinnabon haulers, <laughs> message into the show. We'd like to meet you. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're fired up for a big week in the NFL. Weird Mike is, uh, again, came off that Jacksonville pick. He's got a gold one for you this week. Uh, look, a lot of stuff's going on. Kenny Britt just signed with the Patriots. You might not think that's a big deal. Give him th- two weeks in practice. That will be a big deal. Big deal. They know that they are deficient of a couple possession receivers. Uh, Hogan's not going to be able to replace uh, Edelman. Neither is Amendola. There's, look, they didn't want to squeak by Pittsburgh. They like to shit kick Pittsburgh, okay? They squeaked by that one. Kenny Britt with a couple weeks of practice, ideally, if you can keep up with uh, the crazy playbook of the Patriots, that'll be a big deal. He actually turned down Kansas City and Jacksonville to come to the Patriots. Yes, of course. As many teams do. Well, I mean, I would. 6'3", six, six he's like 230. He's the biggest, it, biggest receiver they've got. It's Chris Long did that. Like, look, he signed a massive rookie deal. This is before, like, the rookie cap. Became a St. Louis Ram with, like, the second overall pick for, like, $50 million. Something like that. You know... I mean, even he signed another contract after that. And then eventually he was like, you know what? I haven't played a playoff game. <laughs> I, I've been playing for Jeff Fisher for eight years, and I don't even know what football is Old anymore. Whole career was Fishered. Yeah. Until him and Marty, yeah, just said, I want to win a Super Bowl. You know okay. what? First year, boom. Yeah, Martellus Bennett. You know, I'd like yeah. to, you know what? I'd like to win a Super Bowl now. I've been playing for the Barvin Bears. I'm telling you right now, Kenny Britt's going to have one monster playoff game. He's going to go off. He's going to make a big third down grab. Kenny Britt's going to help them get back to the Super Bowl. It'll I don't be going to win. The Patriots do this. It'll be like one that. game. It might not even be the Super Bowl, but it'll be one random playoff game where they just go to Kenny Britt 15 times. Because there's no one plan for that. He wasn't in the, he barely, he caught one pass the week before, and then like they, they do 12 targets at him the next week. Maybe. Uh, either way, the Pats usually find a way to squeak by. Again, we thought it was a value pick this week because they don't have the weapons they used to, and they did squeak by, which was a push. Four pushes on the year for look who's talking. Give me a break. This isn't hockey. We're not supposed to get that many ties. Pusha, pusha. Yeah. Anyway, look, uh, for all you going to Christmas parties and everything this week, just remember, uh, look, go big, okay? Enjoy yourself. Don't be one of those guys who shows up for half an hour and just think because you got a great Christmas sweater, it's okay that you basically made small talk with your best friends and then just left. Make time, all right? Arrive earlier, leave later. Have a blast. Life's short. You never know what's going to happen. A comet could hit before next Christmas, all right? Don't pretend you're watching the sky. Uh, Is Haley's Comet due? I don't know. I'm just saying, you know? Like, some people are real douchebags during Christmas, and some people just make Christmas. They're awesome. Be awesome, all right? Don't rely on everyone else to make the party good. Be one of those guys that makes the party good. Even if it's your parents' party. It's Christmas. They want you there. (laughs) Man, we got a lot of stuff for you this week. We're fired up. Uh, It's episode 14 of Look Who's Talking. Leading right into our Truth of the Week. Yeah, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. All right, Truth of the Week this week. This applies to, I believe, every situation for the rest of life in football, okay? When you are up by one point late in the third quarter or early in the fourth quarter and you score a touchdown, you should always go for two. Always. There's a big difference between... Look, what, right now, the classic thing to do when you're up by one and you, go, you score a touchdown is to kick the extra point to be up by eight so that the other team has to also kick or execute a two-point conversion to tie you. Now, a two-point conversion for most good teams is usually above a 60% average, so they're probably going to get it. For the Steelers on uh, Sunday afternoon, going up against the Patriots, who are probably closer to about 80% on two-point conversions, or at least well experienced enough, and you got to trust that they're going to make it. Hundred percent of the Super Bowl. There you go. <laughs> and if you watch, do your job too. They were all over those two point conversions. So let's just assume they're going to make that. And what's the risk? Okay, you're you're up by one, late in the third quarter. 
early in the fourth, whatever, whatever it is. For the Steelers, uh, they, they, they scored a touchdown, and they elected to go for one, and they went up by eight points, which eventually cost them. Denver Broncos on Thursday Night Football made the same decision, uh, were in the same situation in a meaningless football game, decided to kick the two point, go to the two point conversion to try to go up by nine. Ideally, you want to be up by two possessions rather than have the, the team have to execute a two point conversion to tie you. This is just football analytic, uh, this is a football strategy that I haven't seen practiced enough. And it's, if you think about the, the math of it, it's, it's ridiculous that it's not being done all the time. If Pittsburgh goes for two and executes it, they're also higher than a 60% on their two-point conversions, okay? Especially if you've got Lev Bell and all their weapons and Ben Roethlisberger, you're making that two-point conversion. So now you're up by nine. Now you got Tom Brady needing two possessions to beat you, not just a two-point conversion. And if you're leaving one-on-one with Gronk, that's a two-point conversion they're going to catch every time. That's a very progressive thought. And it takes time for that stuff to set in. So, you know, we're not the ones, like even the people, even the ones that are involved in football at a young age aren't the ones dictating the terms of it. Like they may be. But I've gone through all the other, like the scenarios that even if you're unsuccessful and it ends up benefit, it's it's fine. The other team, let's say you're not successful in two-point conversion to go up by nine and you stay just up by seven. The other team is not going to do a two-point conversion to beat you so they most, most likely would have tied you on the two-point conversion anyway. And they still have to kick the extra point, which is no... You got the, you know, you're up by seven with no extra point kicked. That extra point is no joke now. They still have to kick that. And to go with a 65% chance to go up by nine instead of, instead of by seven, you take that. Now it's two possessions. It changes the game. And uh, that's when they should have won the game. The Steelers... Went up by, elected to kick an extra point and go up by eight instead of go up by nine. You're giving Tom Brady one possession, which you knew as soon as you gave it to him, eventually he was going to get, which he did. Anyway, we'll get into, into that later, but the truth of the week, NFL coaches, maybe 10 years from now, your book will agree with me, but right now I'm right. Late in the third quarter, early in the fourth, basically later than the, early, late in the third quarter, if you kick, if you score a touchdown and you were already up by one, and you're about to kick an extra point to go up by eight, you should do two to go up by nine. Boom. Truth of the week. Uh, well said. Uh, for the record, uh, I did remove the tag after purchasing the shirt. <laughs> you guys uh, slid that chirp in. Don't think I didn't notice that. So anyway. Well, I mean, you never know. You brought For stuff, the record. You brought stuff back. Remember the tag. Forgot the sticky size <laughs> sticker on the ribs. This is, hey, this is coming from a guy who, okay, a little story time for you, folks, before we get into news that matters, just quickly. We were at uh, Monday Night Football. It was Dallas Cowboys versus the Buffalo Bills. First oh, time Monday Night Football baby. had been back in Buffalo. Good God, since like the, uh, I don't know, the Doug Flutie era. It, was, it had been 10 years. It was uh, Tony Romo. Romo and the Cowboys. And the in their prime, in their prime, coming into Buffalo in an important game for Buffalo. Dallas was undefeated, and Buffalo was winless. It was five and zero versus zero and five. Really, on Monday Night Football. Oh well, anyway, they I was were there. Eleven point dogs. Yep. And th- I, look, we went to the game from a girlfriend at the time. First game, and there's a guy jetpacking off the scoreboard. Do you remember this, weird Mike? Of course, I was fourth. He jetpacked. Like, like with a real air jetpack off the scoreboard and landed in a hula hoop at center field. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's awesome to be alive right now, which led to my current career. It's amazing. And That, was it, a, that night was a watershed moment? Oh, yeah, big time. We, I watched it live. I watched a guy flying over a football field and landing in a hula hoop. Like he, he did whatever he wanted. Either way, we saw every example of everything that can happen in a football game that night. It was one of the craziest games ever. Uh... Literally, like, punt return for a touchdown, interception for a touchdown, onside kick recovered, blocked, extra point for... It was insane. The guy made the 53-yard field goal three times. Cowboys came back three different times from, like, over 10 points. It was a crazy game. It cost you a pools ticket, if I'm not mistaken. It did. 
we weren't like balling hedgers back then. No, we weren't. So, like, we, we were just rolling dirty. Yeah, Should have picked Dallas. Hey, it was a long, it's a long story that we, anyway. Um, that Eric Moulds jersey you see uh, in the videos that we've posted at the Ralph on uh, our uh, Insta page and Facebook, uh, when we hit up Bill's Mafia, uh, smashing tables, that Eric Moulds jersey was supposed to be traded yes. in exchange yes. for a set of Hooters. Yes, this is what I was getting at. On the, on the walk to the stadium. Yep. Uh, Eric Moulds had been done for quite some time, so it was a bit of a throwback jersey. <laughs> I'm wearing it in the video still. It's my only Bills jersey. And some girl hollers. Yep. Back to the hollering. Some girl hollers. She's like, nice jersey. And I'm like, hey, you want it? Yep. She's like, yeah. I'm like, show me your tits. Oh, God. <laughs> and she's like, really? And I'm like, fuck you. Farve, yeah. <laughs> yep. And she... Showed him. She showed him. She went half up, shook him. Hello. I was halfway out of my jersey. Yep. I whipped it back over my head. Yep. Slapped my friend, said, see at the seats. And he ran. I sprinted <laughs> into Monday Night Football at the Ralph. Yep. I saw him about halfway through the first quarter. What an adventure. Yeah, we saw the whole thing. <laughs> those, uh, those knockers are tattooed on my mind. Hey. 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 still got the jersey. That's weird, Mike, folks. Um... <laughs> no refunds. No refunds. And uh hey, Bills in the in the playoffs right now. If they ended today, they would be in the playoffs and end the longest drought in NFL history of missing the playoffs. Uh they're currently in the playoffs. They have to shock the world on Christmas to stay in the playoffs. What's the deal though? Like if they let's say they lose to New England, which they probably will, can they still beat Miami? And if Tennessee, Baltimore lose yes. enough, like so they can get they it. lose to New England, highly likely. Uh They'll have to win and get some help on the final. This week. might sound like a redundant point because they will probably lose to any team that they face in the playoffs. The Bills Nation does not care. They could make the playoffs. It's been embarrassing long enough. That lead up week. It's like being impotent for 18 years and you're 36 and all of a sudden, boom, to the moon. All right. They could beat, get beat 60 to nothing. They don't give a farve. Make the playoffs, Bills. Make it happen. All right, before we get into our picks, we're talking to the Lord. Can I get a hallelujah for the voice of God with news that matters? Hallelujah. I've just been handed an urgent news story. It was a busy weekend of football. We're going to try and get through everything. Um, one thing for sure is the league and the competition committee is going to be real busy in the offseason with some new grievances and complaints about their current rule structure. Um, obviously alluding to what happened in the New England game as well as the Oakland and Dallas game. But uh, for anyone who was in a coma, captured by ISIS, something like that, unable to watch or hear any of the sports radio that has been talking thus far, the New England and Pittsburgh game... Wow, four, it was the game of the year, hands down. I mean, it, and it lived up to that hype. Uh, Four-quarter shootout between Big Ben and Tom Brady. In first ballot Hall of Famers, absolutely. Brady was carving up the Steelers all day. Um, uh, no, nip, nip. sorry. Brady was carving up the Steelers. All day. As they were in their, as he always does, as when they were running their zone defense, then they had to switch to man coverage, which... Worked for Tony pointed that out great, by the way. Like, yes, having Tony on that broadcast was actually great. Yeah, he, he gets more quarterbacky than Troy Aikman. Like, I love Aikman, Aikman's still my number one, but I just love how quarterbacky Romo gets. Anyway, once they did switch to man coverage, uh, it became the Gronk show because they who, can't cover a man, who, man. Who the hell is gonna cover Gronk? Yeah, um, and yeah, who's gonna contain that six, seven, 260 pound, 14 year old boy running around the field making people look silly? Um, but for anyone who didn't see the game, first and goal on the New England 10, 34 seconds to go, 27-24 lead for the Patriots. Big Ben tosses the tight end, Jesse James, for the game-winning touchdown. The whole place loses it at home. You know, Romo and Nance, they celebrated touchdown, and all scoring plays were reviewed, so it took a while, um, and there's a silence, and it's really getting reviewed for quite some time. Romo eventually clues in, and they look at the other angle, uh, the reverse angle from the broadcast and they see a problem yeah as uh as jesse james is cross he crosses the line and as he's coming down he does not 
bring the ball down and hit the ground in control. So as he's the ball is in his hands, the ball hits the ground, it moves in his hands. He never drops it, but unfortunately, under the current NFL rules, that is not a catch. Here's where I'm at with that. The as soon as I like I, I, a couple replays before Romo and Nance even got onto it, I was like, oh, this is a problem. You know, like you see, it's it's like you saw it in real life, and it was a touchdown. Everyone who saw it, like. And that's the problem with the rule. Like, I'm sitting in a room with people, and I'm like, look, whether I agree with this or not, the way I understand the rules, that's going to be called back. Yeah. And as soon as they brought that up, I'm like, that's not a touchdown. Shit, yeah. I knew it, like, you know, selfishly as a Pats fan, I was like, yes, this is for sure coming back. And it was even just more like, God damn, he deserved, like, here's here's where I'm at. Some, like, like, the way way Des Bryant or Antonio Brown catch footballs from the machine in practice, they catch it, 0.2 0.2 seconds later, it's out of their hands. They're catching another one. You know, it's just like boom, boom, boom. Sometimes professional football, especially, is faster than what. And, and, and when you do it in, in, in instant replay, it doesn't demonstrate the decision making that took place partnered with the athletic movement. Jesse James caught that ball in 0.1 seconds, like literally caught it, made a mental decision to reach for the touchdown. In the general terms of a football play right now in today's terms, that includes your legs. So he would have to be running so to the point where he would have to catch it and like not be slightly falling to the ground. He was on his knees. He was slightly falling to the ground when he made the catch. He'd be deemed as a runner. Yeah. Right. Now, what I'm saying is in, in real-life football, you don't necessarily have to be a runner to be a football player who's not on his feet making a catch and then consciously deciding to reach for it. Now, as, as I heard someone mention uh, this week, the Patriots are literally taught to not reach. That's no, how go, go down immediately. That's how in-depth they're teaching Insane those. Insane attention to detail. Right. And that's, I mean, so again, a, Jesse James, you know, he's not exactly Jason Farvin Witten. He's a, he's a talented tight end. That lack of experience as far as not making sure that ball gets control all the way to the ground in the current form of the Farvin rules is not a catch. But what I'm saying is the rules need to account for the speed of the game. Yeah, they're, uh, they're going to be busy in the offseason. And it's an awful way to lose if you're a Steelers fan. But take it up with the league. Don't shout hate on you know, the Patriots. No, I know. You know, the Des Bryant catch. Hey. You know, they should have Tony Romo. They should have beat Green Bay in the playoffs. The Calvin Johnson. It's the Calvin Johnson rule. So it, it, many people have been screwed over by this. Take it, it up with the league. It, and it's borderline, too. It's not like black and white, like, oh, that was, you know, that's a horrible rule. It's, it's really close. It's reached fever pitch. They're going to evaluate it and make adjustments. The NFL always does. They're very uh, adaptable to fan demand, sponsor demand, uh, reaction. Uh, they're aware of it all. Change is coming. Straight up. I'll give them that. They're, I think they're afraid they might mess it up even worse and you know, <laughs> statistically have like a weird year in, in, you know, excess touchdowns, whatever it is. But anyways, moving right along, quick recap of the Raiders-Cowboys game, another game that uh, had a little issue with the rules. <laughs> they were tied at 17 late in the fourth, and Dallas went for it on fourth and one, and Dak was stopped just short, it appeared, until they remeasured. They brought up the sticks, and um, they spot the ball, and it's, it's essentially too close for a human eye to judge. Um, so ref, Mr. Gene Sterator, he pulled out the good old trusted piece of paper folded <laughs> and, uh, to see if it could fit between the marker and, and the end of the ball. And it could not. So that was the, yeah, that was the official ruling that first down Dallas. Keep there, going. Keep driving a, down the field. A couple of things that was going on in this, on this whole thing. The big thing was his smirk. Yes! I was just going to say. He was smirking. Like a wise guy. He, he was. It was. It was remarkable. It was almost like he's not a wise guy, but he did the smirk just to kind of farve with people, you know? It was a weird, uh, weird move. I loved it. I love the amount of, like, character he puts into a referee in the yeah, game. Bit of a shit-eating grin. <laughs> he's awesome. Um, and, yeah, obviously that was very weird. Um, but I think, yeah, 
More, they, they need to address the actual sticks and with the ball spotting. Okay, I, go go like tennis and get a GPS chip in that thing. I totally disagree. I love how old school it all is. It's it's so bizarre. Like it's come the, on, it's the game of it's, inches, it's, and they they mess it up a billion, hundred times a game. It's, it's so a bizarre. Billion dollar industry. You got a folded card deciding yeah. whether Dallas is still eligible for the playoffs. Yeah. And then the shitting grin. You can't write this stuff. Yeah. Okay. Keep in mind, in the end, the owners make the most money if it's the best TV show ever. And that was the TV show moment of the Farvin Day. And it, it somehow beat Pat Steelers and all that drama. That, that thing was amazing. And NFL's the number one show on five networks. Two things, too. Garrett was saying, the, the cheerleading fucking coach of the Dallas Cowboys who claps more than... He's the clapper. Um, clap on, clap off. Like Maury Povich audiences. Stop clapping. You're a football coach. That's um, he does. But like one thing, he said the, the actual stick that was measuring the end of the first down was tilted to the point where it would seem like the ball was, wasn't in line. He was arguing that. Jack Del Rio, the coach of the Raiders, is arguing... That uh, you can see air between the ball and the stick. And for his entire NFL career, that's how you judge a first down. The 70-year-old ref holding the stick. Jack Jack Del Rio, horrible coach. Gone next year. Maybe the Gruden. riverboat gambler. Maybe Gruden comes but, back. Uh, that wasn't even the most controversial, you know, I guess, play of the game. Um, so later, Cowboys proceed to march it down the field and kick a field goal to uh, go up by three points. On the next drive, Raiders march down the field. 30 seconds left inside the 10. Third and six, Derek Carr rolls right, runs, jumps, and to dive for the touchdown, the ball comes loose in his ha- out of his hands. He's diving, and it bounces into the end zone, resulting in a touchback. Yep. You know, but that so, again, this so, is where replay got it right. That was that was no, that happened. was totally the right call. Yep. But instead of yeah, they give the yeah, it's now Dallas's ball. Game over. If Dallas, again, then like he's it. trying to reward the athleticism, you know, the punishment, I just don't think fits the play. He's trying to, you know, he's trying to, it would have been the play of the week. That one, that who, it was the free safety or whatever of Dallas, I forget his name, but he came all the way over just and like full speed, full hustle, bash, Dak, uh, bash Derek Carr's arm. And, uh, just keep in mind, if Dallas actually does something this playoffs, which they're not, which they're not gonna do, but this is, these are the types of things that people forget when like teams, you know, win the Super Bowl and they're like, oh, you know, how'd they do it? There's usually a, some sort of play in week 14, week 15, week 16, which if it didn't happen or if luck didn't go their way, there's no way they'd be even in the position to host that tr- hoist that trophy. Like when Baltimore won, you're thinking of like, yeah, wow, you know, they beat the Niners, they, they made it through the blackout. No, no, no. Jacoby Jones somehow got behind Denver's quarter uh, cornerbacks. That was a game. Uh, in the last play of the game, and they were on their own 30-yard line to, to score the, the game-tying touchdown. Baltimore never even should have got there. Anyway, there's always one of those things. whole lot happened this weekend, so a couple other rapid-fire headlines. Aaron Rodgers is now on IR. His season is over. Thomas Davis, linebacker for the Carolina Panthers, suspension for the head hit on Devontae Adams has been reduced from two games to one. Also, the Carolina owner, Jerry Richardson, has said he is selling the team at the end of the year and has stepped down um, as the operator amid sexual harassment and some uh, racist stuff. Bad news. Uh, Thank you, Lord, as always, for wine, host, and uh, all the wonderful things about the world. Brent's got a real deep voice. Uh, <laughs> we're Mike. You ready for these? Cause I'm about to destroy you with these, bro. Get ready for Hugh Picks. You. Oh, we try his real name. No gimmicks. All right. We had two pushes last week in two of our favorite games. Uh, we are sitting at an unfortunate record of 41, 46, and four. But we only pick about 60%. We're getting back on that track this week. We're going to give you four extra picks. Because, hey, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Our goal pick of the week. I like the Atlanta Falcons. They are minus five and a half, or plus five and a half in New Orleans. This is a division game. This is for the playoffs. Atlanta is the better team player by player. I'll give Drew Brees the advantage over Matt Ryan, but that will not be enough to cover that big of a spread. And this important of a game. Atlanta beat him last week. Okay, you can say it was the flags. I'm not going to say it was the flags. They won the game. 
Uh, they should have won the game by more over Tampa this past Monday. Don't be, don't be farved up by a three-point win. Mike Evans caught a crazy 60-yard pass in the fourth quarter in double coverage. They should have punted. That should have been a 10-point win. Atlanta makes this game close. I say they win outright. That's my gold pick. The Atlanta Falcons. Our silver pick is the Jacksonville Jaguars. The joke is up. Okay. In my van bet with Weird Mike. Okay, I got the Jacksonville Jaguars minus four. Look, Jimmy G does look good. Okay. I got it. Marquise Goodwin, about six weeks ago on this show, A. Uh, Voice of God said he's a good fantasy pickup. I'm telling you, he's going to be a prime receiver in this league for a long time. He's on the U.S. track team. He's the fastest guy in the league. And now he runs routes better and can catch. But against Jacksonville's defense, uh, Jimmy G's going to be putting up field goals. Jacksonville's going to score some points on the ground. And uh, you got yourself a 24-17 victory. I'll even I'll even tell you the exact score. That's the Jacksonville Jaguars rolling, trying to get that by over the two monsters of their conference, Boardwalk and Park Place, Pittsburgh and New England. They need all the help they can get. Our bronze pick this week is the LA Chargers minus six and a half. Yes, I finally said it right. The Los Angeles Chargers. Nobody cares. <laughs> all right. Uh, it's like your buddy who broke up with his girlfriend. He's been dating for three weeks. Hey, buddy, have a fucking shot and get over it, all right? Nobody cares. <laughs> That's the LA Chargers. They got basketball fans accidentally showing up. Star Wars fans who couldn't get in. Hey, let's watch a football game. This guy's got eight kids, but he can still throw. They're winning the game by more than a touchdown over the New York Jets, who lost their emotional leader, Josh McCown. <laughs> After their heroic five-win season, they've now... Man of the Year. Man of the... Sport, eh, nominee for Sports Illustrated Man of the Year, Josh McCown, took a three-win team to five wins. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jets aren't playing for anything. Uh, three of their best players are hurt. Chargers need this game to stay in the wild card hunt. They roll. They ain't taking any chances, and Phillip Rivers is not scared of the Jets' defense or the New York wind. Thank you very much. You! So. Jags, minus four. Yep. You got them. I got them. I picked them six weeks ago. So I said they wouldn't run the table. Yep, they have. I predicted Jimmy G in this exact spot. You did. Didn't think it'd be 3-0. and oh. I thought he would be worse than this. He's looking pretty good. I'll take the Niners plus four. You get my van. 48 hours. 48 hours? It's your van. I'll take the seats out, move some shit. Yeah, go somewhere. DVD rocking in there. Oh yeah, Shagadelic. Take it downtown. Whatever you need, bro. I'm a park it. hours. I'm a Niners par- plus nine right. plus four. I'm a park it. Is it plus four or plus it, four and a it, half? It's plus four. Just four. Yeah. Yeah. I got. I. I, I got it on in bed. Jimmy G. Yeah, four. And a, four points. Will I ever see my van again? I'm going to park it downtown, and it's not even going to be up to me. Okay. In the words of my favorite movie of all time, the other guys, I'm going to leave it up to Dirty Mike and the boys and see what they do with it. (laughs) I'm going to spare our listeners the details of my fine print that will come along with that 48 hours, but... Nevertheless, Niners, Jimmy G, plus four for the van? I'm a, plus four for the van. Let's do it. I'm going to leave it in a homeless community with the windows down and the AM music cranking. <laughs> I like uh, I like that New, uh, Atlanta pick, too. New Orleans would have lost a lot of yeah. a lot of teams that game. Uh, the Jets came in and gave them all they could handle. They've lost a couple now. Uh, the shine's off the run game. It's a long season. They won a lot of games. You know, this is not a detriment to their team. It's right. just the way things are trending. And if Atlanta, in the be- moment, if Atlanta beats Tampa by ten, the spread goes up another point. You know, or uh, or at least down to three, For as sure. it probably should be, or three and a half. Get those extra two points. Take them. And I think Atlanta wins outright. Weird Mike, do you have a weird pick for us? Please, no stretching. The weirdest of them all. The Jeff Fisher Bowl Uh to get back to 500. L.A. Rams at Tennessee Titans, where he spent the two longest times. He's been a running theme all year. Yep. He's got his fingerprints 
barely on each of these franchises, more on Tennessee, actually, than in the Rams. Uh, Tennessee is plus six and a half. Yep. And I'm taking the hometown Titans. I like it. In a tight one. The Rams are coming off a monster, emotional division, franchise-changing win at Seattle. There's going to be a natural letdown. They're traveling across the country, minus the hours, favored by almost seven as a road fave. It's a tough spot. Tennessee lost a couple in a row now, back home for the first time in a while. They keep it close. Titans, plus six. Weird pick of the week. Back to 500. Got two in a row. It's the Jeff Fisher Bowl, yo. Get down on it. It's coming down. Tennessee plus six and a half. Lock it up. This is one of those games where, like, it's like I like it, but I don't even know why I like it. Like, the Titans have shown me nothing but mediocre offense the entire year, but they tend to play all tight games. This is their game. You know, good secondary with Dick LeBeau. Ben not break zone defense on uh, their secondary. That's why Jimmy G kicked all those field goals. And the San Francisco kicked all those field goals. And the Rams just destroyed, you know, a classic, a classic great home team. But without Wagner, without Sherman. Like, I mean, they're, you know, they were, they were, uh, that's, uh, they were a glass castle. That's a franchise-changing win. And there's going to be a natural... Let down. I like it. I don't know why I like it, but that's a weird pick for Oh, every time you've agreed with them, yep. they've gone down. All right. Well, you know what? I'm sorry about that. And that moves us right into our sorry section, sponsored by good Canadian boy, Justin Bieber. Sorry. Customer Muskoka Flyboard, good flyboarder. And, uh, and you know what? Again, I always say this. He gave me $250 million when I was 17 years old. Good God, I would have made some mistakes too. A lot of water slide houses, a lot of flights to nowhere, a lot of just, uh, you know, dumb statues and nothing. Hey, you know what? Sorry. All right, we are sorry. Sorry. For all Dallas Cowboys fans, you have a cheerleader as a coach. Every time they go to him on, on television, I mean, if I, was a, if I was a fan, I'd be ashamed. Whether you're down by seven, up by seven, important game, not important game, first quarter, Fourth quarter, you got cheerleader. All right, so who's your offensive coordinator? Who's your defensive coordinator? You don't even have a coach. That guy is a mere puppet for Jerry Jones because he does not complain when Jerry Jones, the owner who shouldn't be general manager, general manages. Anyone else who is a better coach would want more power? Dallas, you will forever be, forever be hold, held back because you have a back, career backup quarterback as your head coach, and he's never going to take you there. Sorry. Sorry. Hey, Mac Lenny, I don't know you don't like that one, buddy. Uh, sorry. Sorry. John Gruden. Hey, great speech, but honestly, if you don't come back to coaching, you're a farming pussy. Because we know you want to. You can tell in that speech you want to. Monday Night Football, the analyst John Gruden, uh, I don't know if you're young to the world, he used to be a really good football coach. He's a football coach who uh, took the Oakland Raiders. Uh, you know, to the playoffs for a couple of years. He then was traded. He was that's right. Head coach was traded, traded by owner Al Davis to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the very next year, I believe, he took him back to the Super Bowl against the Raiders. Unbelievable. Rich Gannon in an MVP year. And he knew the offense so well that literally that defense won the game. They were calling the plays. John Lynch has said so in NFL films since then. He's like, we knew all their plays. It was ridiculous. So anyone who had the no in Vegas in that day, the Bucks were a massive favorite. I believe it was over a touchdown. And they cleaned up. That's actually the story in Two for the Money. Uh, great movie for gambling. Pretty unrealistic. Uh, and Al Pacino's a big farvin weirdo in it. Also, there's no live NFL. It's like it's like okay, you're a low budget film. Like you got Pacino, you got McConaughey. It's about sports gambling. It's in New York City, and you're watching TV on like a 16 inch like bubble TV. I it was, was embarrassing. So into that movie, literally on the edge of my seat. I loved it. And then and then the guy got his bodyguard to pee on him. Yeah, there was in Central Park. Yep. Really ruined it. Because he owed him money. Yep. And I sat back and I was like, it's like oh, it's like the shine was all off it. Yeah. 
There's, oh, there's, I never saw it again. I see it on TML. Oh, God. There's little terrible. moments in movies that just ruin stuff sometimes. Like Kevin Bacon's farving horn in Wild Things. You got three lesbian scenes. Why well, I got to throw a horn in? Anyway, Neff Campbell. Might be before your time, voice of God. All right, we are sorry. Sorry. Uh, to Denver. Hey, Brock Osweiler's your quarterback again. Maybe you guys should pray more. I don't know what's going on. Some of you are probably thinking these edibles are too good in Colorado. How is Brock Osweiler back? Didn't we get rid of him? Uh, but yeah, with injuries and whatnot, led the team to a win last week. Was celebrating like a loser. And when he ran in the touchdown, we're picking against you this week, Brock, because that's how we make money on football. You laugh, but as soon as he checked into that game, I knew the Broncos were winning. I know. He, that's the type of guy he is. He wins games he's not supposed to win. And he'll earn, you know, a shot somewhere else. He comes home from the bar on New Year's Eve, can't get it up for his girlfriend, but he successfully masturbates about an hour later while she's asleep. That's the type of winner he is. Brock Osweiler, the flaccid dick of the NFL. The only $62 million man who sleeps on the couch. Sorry to his girlfriend. He still sucks. Money can't buy everything. Uh, and sorry, sorry for the pushes. We love Pittsburgh. We said it was a good value bet at three and Denver at three. Both ended up being pushes. Both ended up pro- probably shouldn't have been, but uh, what are you going to do? That's why we take the value bets. All right. Uh, just something I want to do. Okay. Look, we've been talking a lot. Of, we've been talking a lot of schmack back and forth, you know, pro Minnesota, non Minnesota. I got my, I got, I have my, I go bold on Atlanta because you know what? I see the talent. All right. Right now, I want to do a draft on this show, just so we're not, we have something to stand on when we're arguing this. For you folks at home, boys, we're going to draft teams to win the Super Bowl, okay? Nice and simple. Snake, right now. Snake draft. S- snake draft. Okay. Okay. I don't do anything for free or non-wagers. I understand. So we don't have to agree to stakes at this moment. Yep. But... I'm coming next week with some steaks, okay, boys? Yeah, there'll be something. Great. Agreed. Two four of uh, two four of uh, wobbly pops. Weird Mike uh, gets a bit weird after two. Me and Voice of God will drink the rest. <laughs> we're we're the drinkers. He's the dancer. <laughs> I'm up to a four pack now. There you go. All He's right. Trapped. Okay. Uh, all right, I, Brent. Uh, I'm going to give you first pick because you are the youngest. It's, that's the stupidest. So there you go. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I used to like the Eagles, but not with Nick Foles. So let's go Pats. Ah, predictable, but probably the best bet. Uh, I'll be the host. I'll pick last. Plus the snake draft, so that's kind of an advantage. Uh, like okay, throwing taking the snake. Weird Mike doesn't like picking no, second. I'm just thinking that you're not going to take Minnesota, so I'm going to go. Maybe I might. I'm going to go Steelers. Uh, okay. All right, I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons because, uh, well, they're just going to get there and you guys won't take them anyway. I don't care. I would have taken the Steelers or the Pats, obviously. But, uh, <laughs> all right, I'm taking the, yeah, I'll take the New Orleans Saints. I got Falcons and Saints. Back to you, Weird Mike. I got uh, Vikings, first ever Super Bowl. At home. I lead at. Yeah, good luck. Didn't think I'd get him, baby. Rams, let's go. Wow. Panthers. Whoa. It's three teams, yeah? Yeah. Voice of God's looking good. (laughs) You know what? I'm so confident in my first two. I'm rolling with them. J-A-X. I was going to take them. They were next. Please. Yeah, they were. Last pick. Yeah, I'll t- yeah. Hey, hey, St. Nicholas. I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, officially the best team in football. Officially the best team in football with Nick Foles, but uh, I don't love it. That's why they were picked last. Uh, that that'll be it. I don't think we need another round. I mean, no, hey, three's good. That's fine. That's good. And, and there's a little wiggle room. If, if the somebody, Buffalo, if somebody else wins. The Buffalo we Bills or Chargers. Hey, Chargers honorable mention. Okay. 
All right. Anyway, good draft, boys. So, uh, boys of God sitting pretty with Pats, Rams, and Panthers. Love the Rams pick. All right, boys of God, give us some fantasy tidbits, please. Will you teach me to football? Fantasy news. Okay. All right. It is the finals in your league. And if it's not the finals in your league, you need to quit your league forever and reassess the commissioner as a commissioner and a friend, acquaintance, <laughs> or anything. Because if your finals is in week 17, that's absurd. Because, you know, half start, any good playoff team is sitting starters. People are leaving in the game. Anywho, it's, yeah, widespread, common knowledge. The finals is week 16. Or else it's Jigaboohow. <laughs> exactly what that guy said. Um, but, so a lot of you guys are probably out of the league because there's only room for two people in the finals. Um, I'm still alive in one. Uh, big week coming up. Shout out Chris Adams. You're going down. Uh, I don't care that Zeke's coming back. Got some tricks up my sleeve. But uh, the biggest step, a lot of people just give up as soon as they're knocked out of the playoffs. But there is so much football that happens from now until draft day next year. Don't give up. Keep, keep up with news. Um, you know, developments and all through the playoffs. Uh, free agent signings, contracts, the draft, like those are all relevant facts. So whether it's our podcast, other ones, yeah, don't just give up on football. Stay in it. And yeah, there's lots of money to be made. So stick around with it. Um, another uh, streaming defense that you might want to take a look at if yours is crap. Um, Chicago has been solid all year and they are playing the Cleveland Dumpster Fires this week who are thinking about shitting sitting Deshaun Kaiser <laughs> they probably should look Cleveland I, might be yeah they he's might be got shitting. he's an athletic talent but his decision making is awful that was your best uh misspell ever <laughs> I think that was half intentional yeah um so yeah Chicago D they could be the, the answer and uh yeah we're gonna keep it light on fantasy this hey, week. hey you know hey one time when I used to be good at fantasy like in college at Fanshawe uh <laughs> I picked up a quarterback that had been, like, on IR, but I knew he was coming back next year. So this is just, like, a tidbit from an idiot fantasy player. But, like, if you're in a keeper league, there might be some guys on IR right now that guys are dropping desperately that you could pick up and they'll be healthy next year. Uh, a good example would be... I'm telling you, this fantasy... Deshaun Watson, if someone in a keeper league is happy to drop him, look, it's going to be really good for a long time. Pick him up. It's fantasy nonsense. I'm telling you, man... The game that matters the most has got the least hype. Everybody else is checked out. And where's all, like, aren't you going to win all this money now? What's going on? It's got to be a little more. Is somebody you could pick off a wire, score a title? Going to be tight. I'm, uh, I'm definitely not favored, but. Uh, what yeah. do you need? What do you need? Who needs to have a big week this week? Need Shady. Need Kareem. Shady? Need In New England? Lewis. Yeah. Big game, by the way. Bills Mafia. You got you, hey, uh, first of all, Bills, you're in the playoffs. Right now, if it's if it's still if it if it ended, I mean we got we got a tough game this week in New England, okay? Uh but Bills Mafia, uh you got you, you, you there's some crazy stuff going on. One guy missed a table, okay? Uh rest, rest in peace. Uh, oh yeah, that guy looks like he died. Okay. Just, let's just be careful in the table. Hey, look at me, mom. I'm gonna jump off the lead on the table head first. Oh it's the worst thing about 2017, okay? If you if you like broke yourself 50, like, 30 years ago, you just come back with a story for your for your mom, you know, or your dad. Now you know, she saw it before you got home because she's got Facebook. Uh yo, didn't you say you had a bunch of picks coming? Oh, like, right. Would you say 10 more? Yeah, right back into yeah. Hugh, you? Pi Hugh Picks. You. Yeah, we're going to rapid fire these picks. Here we go. I like the Seattle Seahawks, plus five in Dallas. Okay, Dallas, yes, they got Zeke back. But you know what? They're not beating anyone by a lot. And uh, this is desperate Seattle team. has got embarrassed at home. Look, they got some holes on defense, but Russell Wilson is going to keep this game close. Might even win the game outright. Keep in mind, Russell's been doing this a lot longer than Dak Prescott. Uh, I like Seattle plus five. We like Oakland plus nine at Philadelphia. We are not convinced that Nick Foles can cover a nine-point spread versus a healthy Oakland team. Yes, Oakland discombobulated, lost by a piece of paper on Sunday Night Football 
to a much uh, to a pretty good team, Dallas Cowboys. Philadelphia win the game, nine points, too many, especially because it's in prime time. This game is at one o'clock. I don't think Oakland would care as much, but you know what? You got a lot of personalities on that team. Derek Carr, Marshawn Lynch. They like to look good in prime time. They're going to keep this game somewhat close. Nine points. Too many for a backup quarterback. Uh, we got Detroit. Minus five and a half in Cincy. Marvin Lewis announced he's parting ways in some what is a mutual divorce uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals. This was announced about an hour or two before the Minnesota game, which caused the spread to jump three points in Las Vegas in favor of Minnesota. That game went up to minus 13, and Minnesota destroyed them. It was 17-0. Six minutes into the game. I've never seen a team <laughs> literally show up and care less. Easy money. Uh, maybe, you know, Marvin Lewis might be more of a father figure to some of these guys than we think. All right. There's a lot of stuff going on in the dressing room. We might not understand. They look like a team that had literally just had their parents divorce uh, and they didn't show up in Minnesota. <laughs> look, Detroit's still got a chance. Here we go. Minus five and a half. Apologies to AJ Green, fantasy owners. Yes, straight up. Boop. Next pick, we got the Indianapolis Colts plus 13 and a half at Baltimore. Baltimore's not proven to be a team that covers double digit numbers and spreads. Again, I still like Jacoby Brissett. He's a competitor, he's not going to quit. And that's all I need from him. 13 and a half points is too many. I like the Washington Redskins minus three and a half at home to the Denver Broncos, led by. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Brock Osweiler. All right. It's like when uh, the home shopping network's on, you can't find the remote. All right. Brock Osweiler is quarterback hell. He looked good in a game that no one gave a shit about last week. But you know what? Now he's starting. Now he's practiced with the first team. For most human beings, you'd be better. This is what seems to make him shit the bed. Brock Osweiler and the Denver Broncos don't show up in Washington. Kirk Cousins playing for a contract. Smokes them. Stays away from Aqib Talib. That's all he needs to do. Washington rolls. I like Tampa Bay. Plus 10. Uh, that is too many points, ladies and gentlemen. Tampa Bay kept it close against Atlanta. Again, they still got talent. Mike Evans <laughs> caught a uh, beautiful touchdown pass in double coverage. When you got a guy that can Randy Moss... Current NFL cornerbacks, you always have a chance to cover backdoor spreads. You got must. By the way, if you ever want to see what an excellent, amazing, best receiver ever looks like, YouTube Randy Moss highlights. All right? You won't be so impressed with uh, some of the current receivers unless their name's Julio Jones or Antonio Brown. Whatever Collinsworth's big enough, mass big enough, guys. Like, for instance, Des Bryant should be better than he is. He's a talented freak. He should be mossing people, but you know what? He drops those balls. Yeah, he should be better. He's done. He's going to the Hall of Fame? Not at all. But he should be. He's a talented freak. All right, those are our picks this week. We're Mike rolling up his notes like he rolls up his pro lines. By the way, folks, never this uh, look who's talking rule. Never rip up your tickets. You never know in football. There's definitely a couple people in the world who ripped up their tickets during the Super Bowl last year. And can't even admit it. So just be careful. You never know what can happen. Football is a beautiful thing. Great rule. I never rip my tickets, yeah. but I roll them. Oh my so God. Far. You roll them up. They look like bread and they're paper. All right. Yeah. Look at that. That used to be a ticket. All right. Looks like some sort of crumb from a gum wrapper. Uh, just a little run for Eli update. We are up to 6.2 kilometers in our run. Running about 4.3 kilometers straight. Yeah. Walking a little bit, trying to run the rest. Not quite at a pace that I'd be any sort of impressed with, but it's the winter. And uh, anyway, we're going to go for this with the help of Team I Will. My buddy Mike Morrison, Canadian triathlete, by the Super Bowl, going to run a half marathon on the lake shore. If you want to join me, we're probably going to have a party after because if I survive this, we're getting drunk. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, big ups to Huck Media for uh, believing in me, bud. If you can drill, grow a musty, I might be able to run this marathon. We'll Facebook Live it. It'll yeah. be good. Facebook yeah. Live it. Yeah. That's a thing. I'll bite. Some people Facebook like Live that. some stupid stuff. This won't be. Yeah, if uh, my van survives your 48 hours, we'll <laughs> get a crew in there with some towels and some water, and we'll 
slowly ride beside it with the four ways on and yeah. all four doors rocking. My my dad one time. That's a real event. I'm, we're gonna have to do this again. My uh, my I had a van in high school. Okay, my dad was trading it in for parts and like money. You might remember this. We we're playing basketball. My place in like grade ten, grade eleven, and he showed up. Brought the, he brought back the new like Nissan he had just bought, looked at us. He's like, you guys want to take the van for one more spin? It literally didn't have brakes. He knew we were going to hot box it behind the rabba. <laughs> uh, hey, sometimes dad's your beauties. As a one time he supported it, he didn't care. I wasn't there. I was late to the hot box scene. Why did we think behind rabba was, was like a smart decision? <laughs> all of you, if you're listening to this, like, anyway, you're all thinking this right now. Everything we used, that we used to think was a good spot was the worst spots ever. You probably should have just stood outside and made it look like you were smoking a dart in a normal place. Moving on. Talk about news that doesn't matter. Just like that. Good spots. Brett Waits, news that doesn't matter. Here we go. It was a big week for news that did matter, but especially for stuff that didn't matter. Going over to the Green Bay Carolina game. Uh, the Panthers were in the red zone, and the sideline mics picked up a quick uh, little conversation between Clay Matthews and Cam Newton. Clay Matthews sees how Carolina's lining up and starts screaming at the rest of his defense, it's a wheel route, it's a wheel route. They're running, they're running the wheel route. Cam chimes in, he's like, you've been watching film, huh? That's cool, watch this. <laughs> Snaps the ball, fake wheel route, throws it to Christian McCaffrey for a TD. That was awesome. It was amazing. That so was amazing. That's cute, watch this, eh? Gotta love ca- cocky Cam Newton, um, especially when he can back it up. I mean, anyone who's cocky and backs it up, big fan, big fan. Yeah. Yeah, love it. Um, other quick little news, CBS sportscaster, Mr. James Brown got himself in a little hot water late Sunday night when he tweeted out a not so safe for work link to the world. Um, I'll read it aloud, um, with some, some, you know, choice words, uh, blanked out. So his tweet read sexy little brunette blank blanking and blanking her personal trainers blank blank (laughs) fill in the rest. I mean, he used the classic, oh, my account was hacked. And I mean, you know, take it to the grave. Like, you know, it happens, though, whatever. Hey, like, just the world will forget about it. It is the season, man. In a week. But hey, yeah. As eaten season. <laughs> Get out of Just, I don't know. Yeah. Figure it out, buddy. Um, Adults, and- Twitter, direct messaging, slash confusing the two. Uh, it's no good. Oh, God. Yeah. There's a lot of athletes that have messed that one up. <laughs> Trayvon Green. Paul Pierce. Tweeted his horn, I think. <laughs> Yeah, J- said he was hacked, and he was like, "Nah." J.R. Smith, he has some legendary ones, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he's he's a sixty-six year old dude, so you know, technology mess ups happen. Yo, no, no, this, this happens for everyone. Okay, I do you ever pull your phone out of your pocket and it's just about to do something awful? Oh like, yeah, it's gonna like a picture of like someone a picture from, from like, like fifteen months ago, years ago of someone you absolutely don't want to or do post that on to? someone else's wall. Yeah, or a picture that shouldn't be posted anywhere that's about to be posted everywhere. <laughs> And uh, last but not least, Vince McMahon, um, WWE, WWF guy, wrestling dude, Vince McMahon has filed trademarks for UFL or the United Football League. Oh, God. Translation, the XFL might be coming back. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. The first play of the XFL, I think the only play I ever watched, instead of doing a kickoff, they had two guys run for 15 yards towards a loose ball. And it was supposed to be like, you know, a fumble recovery. The guy that got the ball, they, hey, they yeah. start with the ball. Extreme. The guy popped his shoulder out, and it was like awful television. Oh, gruesome and injuries. And especially as a guy who's, got, who's had shoulder surgery, I didn't want to watch anymore. No one else did either. Pretty much set the tone for the entire league. Yeah. If you, uh, if you haven't seen, there's an awesome 30 for 30 about the XFL that uh, kind of profiles the rise and fall. But, uh, hey, maybe it's coming back. A lot of people unhappy with football this season. This will be a standing anthems-only kind of league. <laughs> Not that I agree with that, but I'm sure he'll probably have some crazy rules like that. If they so. could just define a catch, you know, that would help, but it's, it's nothing. It's gonna, it, this will be a joke 10 years from now about a league that existed for about seven months. All right. Uh, hey, you guys, all of our Locust Talkers, we love you. Remember, hey, add us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Add us on Instagram at Hughes Talking. Uh, we're going to have some live props picks coming up for you this weekend. We love the props picks this weekend. Uh, Slide into our DMs for some last-minute fantasy too. Yeah. Tips. Or we'll, if uh, you We'll just, help you on your championship weekend. There's a couple, you know, maybe at AB, 
Hit us up. Slide the DMs even if you just like Weird Mike's uh, shirt from Armani Exchange. <laughs> or if you are the two Cinnabunners, he is looking for you. This is our own Sleepless in Seattle. I got uh, that Molds jersey. We're going to post two. I got a kick-ass vid yeah. that scored me those hooters the, a decade and a half ago. Oh, God. <laughs> also, if you are the girl that flashed Mike uh, no. and is owed a jersey, we, if you are listening somehow, we'll send you an Eric Molds jersey because uh, you deserve it. So we'll, got, we'll write that wrong. That karma came back around. Uh, that Bill's karma at the stadium. What, you grew tits? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess we'll save it for next week. Bill's Mafia. All right. Hey, Bill, Bill's Mafia, we're with you. If you somehow pull this out in Foxborough this weekend, which, by the way, betters, we do not predict happening whatsoever. Uh, wow. It's an exciting time. Remember, Bill's coaches, uh, no more wise stuff. Just try to make the playoffs. We don't care if you lose by 60. On behalf of the Lord, headed into Christmas season, don't think we're taking a week off for Christmas. We love football. We love you. Uh, on behalf of Weird Mike, took off his weird hat. Merry Christmas, everybody. Feliz Navidad. Joyeux Noel. Uh, happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, wherever and whenever you're doing it. God bless. Those Cinnabutter chicks definitely got talked to in Morse code. Maybe they like Morse code. Merry Christmas. We're going out with some Christmas music for you, Nolan McElhaney. Thank you, everybody. And remember, your best message, best mail of the week uh, with the Team LTD. Look who's talking hat after the Christmas season. Here we go. Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. Mistletoe home where you can see every couple tries to stop. Rocking around the Christmas tree, let the Christmas spirit ring. Christmas tree, have a happy holiday.